There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, wow, look who's back. You like what you saw, eh? Heard. Oh, you like what you heard, eh? Okay, well, what's the password? What? You think we deserve an Oscar for our podcast? (gasps) You think I'm hotter than Maya? What? What? (laughs) My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the The Super Super Secret Bestie Bestie Club Podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Say super secret one more time. Super secret. Super secret. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendships, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Today's topic, kind of (laughs) sad. Kind of sad. Sorry to bring you down a little bit. We're going to be talking about what, Curly? Friendship breakups. Kind of sad. Kind of empowering. But yeah, and kind of not talked about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Maitha, have you ever experienced a friendship breakup? Yes, I have. Friendship breakups are very difficult, but also not talked about a lot. In my personal experience, I've had several friendship breakups, you know, growing up as a teenage, preteen girl and having a lot of emotions. I remember having a lot of fights with my friends and we would just kind of drift apart. Now as an adult, I've had definitely a couple of friendship breakups where they've just kind of, we've outgrown each other or they crossed a boundary. What about you? I'm kind of a people pleaser, so it's really hard for me to, like, let people go. I'm very like, nope, you fuck with me, you're stuck with me for life. But I have experienced um, maybe one really powerful or maybe two really big friendship breakups. They, I think about them all the time. They are parts of me that are still kind of, they hurt, like, because you're kind of like... You know, there's all these different things that run through your mind. Like, could we have done better? Or you're mad at them or you feel betrayed or there's like this anger um, like that you feel against them. Right. Or that maybe like an anger that you feel against yourself. Yeah. I don't feel like friend breakups are normalized. Yeah. I feel like 
like you said, a lot of people are people pleasers and feel like, especially if they're family or like a family friend, like you have to be friends with them, even though they could be an extremely toxic person. So in this episode, we kind of want to break down and normalize friend breakups and how they can be empowering, like you said. Yes. And also they're just a part of life. And platonic love is just as important as romantic love. And I think that's what we kind of need to realize and we can heal better. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite poems, and I don't really have it on hand, is by Jessica Salgado. She talks about how, you know, you have your buddy that you kind of like spend so much time with, the one that everybody kind of makes fun of you about like, oh, they're lovers. Oh, they hang out together a lot. And you see it with cishet people. You see it with queer people. It's just like your friend that you just like love. And they see you, they see you're ugly. They see your everything. And so you really form this bond with them, not really expecting that it might end at some point. But sometimes it's totally okay. Um, It can be both empowering um and sad to kind of recognize that the relationship has kind of reached its ending point and now you're like get out of here buster it's time for me to keep growing and keep moving <laughs> get out of here scram kid but also i will always love you wow. <laughs> no i can't do that one that's too hard i would never in a million years try to do this that one this was good do you think it's more painful than losing a partner um, I would, I would put them both up there. I think that, you know, they can both exist together and both be painful. I think that with boyfriends, at least, and lovers, there's always like a chance that you will find another partner or you will find another, um, person. But I also think that to the core of every boyfriend or girlfriend or, or a person that you date, they kind of become your best friend, right? So it's all kind of like linked to one another where you're just like, yeah, you're sad to lose it. What about you? What do you think? I think they are because like we've mentioned, you share very intimate parts of you. Like I tell you about my period. Yes, which that, I love to learn about. Yes. I, you know, update you all the time. Yes, like you which care. Which I'm here for. Yes. Well, I do. I'm always, because that's also just, I'm like, I don't have a period. So I'm like, wow, like that? Like that. Huh. <laughs> sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's chunky. Chunky. That's so, wow. (laughs) You are on fire today. I'm having another one of those moments where I'm like, that's my friend. So funny. (laughs) I love you. I love you. And your your period. Okay. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Like we share intimate things and photos and videos, the good moments and the bad moments. I've shown you my ugly, like yesterday I had an ugly moment and- I know you were like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like you're kind of willing to put up with more with people that you are friends with, like best friends with, um, you know, because if your man does it, you're kind of like, walk out the door. Like you're not going to deal with that. You're right. It does make it super painful again when you do get to that point. So when you're feeling a little bad about being friends with somebody or they've crossed a boundary, like what are some red flags to you? that kind of signify, oh, this this isn't making me feel good or, hmm. I think that red flags will always 
be up to the individual to decide what's a red flag for them. And I also feel like they will change. Um, I always say that there's never a right answer and the answer always changes. So I always feel like one day this might be a boundary for you and a red flag for you. And the next day it's it's not. Um, and that's OK. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's really not. It's like a it's like a nuanced thing. Um, but I think that when a friendship becomes more toxic, uh, more heavy, when people don't celebrate your wins, when people want to hold you down, when people can't understand that humans grow and they change um, and they're not willing to kind of change with you, um, you know, you kind of, it, it, it's kind of time to back away. I feel I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people are seeing it right now with like politics and the vaccine and like, oh, well, you don't believe this or you believe this. Like you're, you're a loon. Like I'm out of here. It all boils down to how are you being a good citizen of this world and how are you caring about other people? Because that kind of reflects in our friendship. And for me, red flags are like, when I create a boundary and I need some space and they disrespect that space by getting mad at it or Mm -hmm. like getting mad at the length of time or anything like that, that's how I know, oh, you think you deserve access to me all the time and you're afraid of distance or space. And that's not my problem. I cannot comfort your anxieties all the time talk to your therapist about that. Like I'm here to support and love you. And so when I feel kind of suffocated in the friendship and I feel like we're both not being our best selves, that's when I feel like having a talk or taking some space and reevaluating things, allowing people to grow and know that people can change, but also kind of like, okay, I forgive you this time. If you do it next time, or if this becomes a pattern, this is an issue and we can't do this. Yes. You know? I think once it becomes a pattern, it becomes dangerous. And that's like any relationship. And it's up to you to really decide and take a step back. Like this is, you know, not healthy for me. It's not healthy for both of us. It's not healthy for my mental health. Like you can also love someone and set them free. My favorite person, another Aries is Maya Angelou, who you're named after. Mm-hmm. And she would always say like, love liberates. Like love, you know, love will say like, I would love to hold you in my arms. I'd like to have you next to me, but I can't have that now. So I love you, go. And I think that that kind of can go into friendships as well, where you're like, loved you in the seventh grade. <laughs> you were popping, you were rocking, you were it, you were cool. Now as an adult, you're kind of a little quesh in Jesus's love and in his grace and in the universe's love, you are great. But you're crazy, as the French say, crazy. Yeah, um, and, problematic. And problematic. And, you know, and so it's like, mm, maybe it's time. Ooh. <laughs> Hurley is really showing up for you guys today. <laughs> to say toodaloo. Ta-ta. <laughs> oh my God, you're so funny today. Oh my God. <laughs> today. Just today. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like you're actually really good at this, Maitha. I'm not. I'm, as we discussed before, a fader-outer. I am a um, orbiter. I'm not really the type of person to be like, let's have a come-to-Jesus conversation. We can, and I will, and I will always be willing to do that, and I will love to do that. But I'm just not. That's not my go-to, to be mm -hmm. like, I'm not comfortable with this friendship anymore. But I feel like you're a very vocal person. So, like, what do you think that you would say, and what would you do? I would first consult with my therapist. I think as we're talking about this episode, we're not professionals, by yes. the way. Like, please talk to a professional yes. about your feelings and, and you know, kind of work with them on what yes. is right for you. So I have actually talked to my therapist about this like a lot of yes. times when I've had uncomfortable situations with a friend just to kind of get, I mean, because I feel like I've been gaslit <laughs> my entire life. Mm. It's not funny, but sometimes an am unable to make those decisions or like, am I tripping or like, are they, were they mean? Was that mean? Mm. Or like, was that, should I, do I have the right to be mad? Is my anger valid? So I would definitely collect all the data you can, how it makes you feel, and then kind of decide, are you going to have a conversation and what is that conversation going to be? And what do you want at the end of it? Do you want to bring to light some of the things that made you uncomfortable that they did? And of course, with that, you also have to take accountability for the hurt you may have caused as well. And I think that's important on both sides because then both sides feel heard and then you can kind of assess from there. And it's hard. It's mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. difficult because you don't want to hurt the person, but you also respect yourself. 
and you respect the other person. And sometimes it just comes down to like, you know what? We probably are not our best selves yes, with each other with right each now. Other. Mm, that's powerful. Maybe in a couple months. Yes. Maybe like in let's, a couple of years. Yes. Let's take a friend never. break. Because you have said that you had a friend breakup and then it came yes. back. And I've had one too. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I had a big friend breakup with one of my best mm-hmm. friends. And we were teenagers and we were friends all through high school and then college. And then we kind of, you know, she just kind of stopped talking to me. And when we met up again in my later years, she told me all of these things of how I was making her feel. And I had no idea. Cause of course, when you're teenagers, you don't know how to communicate with each other. And then I told her and we're friends again and it feels stronger and, and feels like we have evolved. So there are chances that that could happen. Yes. And some people are very like, leave it in the past. My parents are very much like, an ex is an ex for a reason. And, you know, one of my exes was like, you got to let people live without you. And I'm very much like, I see us as like, you know, one in the same energy created all by the same universe. And I can understand why you may have reacted to me and I may have reacted to you in a different time of our life. Um, And so I was very lucky with like one of my besties, like growing up, like we broke up in kind of like the beginning of my sobriety journey um, and in the beginning of their kind of journey of going, being an independent individual in the world. And I think that we were recognizing that we were having trauma responses to one another and we just couldn't get to a compromisation because I think a part of the conversation too is getting to a point where you can come together, hold yourself accountable the way that you said before, holding the other person accountable for what it is that they did, gaslighting, and whatever they want to do, because people will absolutely gaslight you and you have to really stand in your, yes, but this is what trig- what was triggered in me. But we absolutely got to a really cool point where we, um, like, thankfully kind of went through very similar journeys in the time that we didn't talk where we learned language like trauma response. We learned language like accountability. We learned different things where we were like, um, now we're coming together as adults. I apologize. I see you again. And yes, we broke up. And it was so funny because what we did while we were broken up, by the way, is we would always imagine and send each other love I told her, like, I would think about her all the time. And even though I would be angry, I would send her love and kindness. And I would listen to music and cry and just like, oh, just all the love in the world. I would write her letters um, that I missed her. She was angry with me for a very long time, just so angry. And then she said that something clicked where she started to also just send me love. We actually used to have dreams with one another where we would be like, remember when we weren't friends? And so now it's weird because now it's real life and we will talk on the phone and be like, remember when we weren't friends? Like, isn't that so weird? That's a perfect segue into this next section, which is closure. There are many different ways to have closure. And sometimes there's different like avenues and directions you can go towards. Because for me, I was a huge closure person where I needed them to say what they did wrong. I needed them to be sorry in order for me to heal. And sometimes a lot of the time you don't get that. And then your healing process is stalled because of you, because you want all of these things like you are owed this. And honestly, we are not owed anything. You know, nobody owes us anything. We're just living on this earth, doing our thing and stuff happens. So for me, closure had to really come with, I'm not going to get this from this person because they are not in the space where they can see the hurt. 
they can't see it. So mm-hmm. why am I going to run around in circles being so sad and angry? Because it's energy at the end of the day that we're keeping. Mm-hmm. Like all of this anger and hurt from them, it's I feel it in my space. And mm-hmm. you can definitely feel it every single time you see their name pop up yes. or you see pictures. And I think we've kind of learned to heal through this way and mm-hmm. it's sending them love. If you pray, like praying for them and saying like, you know, because for me in my situations, like those people are hurt and they're just hurt people hurting other people. And although I've done everything I could do, I have to leave it alone and I have to leave it at that. Yeah. You know, and they can go around and tell other people that I'm a bad person or whatever, create this whole narrative. But I know my story and my narrative and that I really did everything that I could. And I have to sit with that. Yes. And let it go. Yes. And I think that that's super hard. And I don't think that I really understood the words like, give it to God, give it to the universe, Mm -hmm. give it to, until very recently in my life where literally like, even as a mantra, I just am trying to, I just am like, you take it, take the wheel universe. Like that's you, that's you, that's you, that's you. And kind of practicing that and putting that into practice in my everyday life has really helped me a lot in kind of giving those relationships and those friendships and kind of like um, I don't want to call them failed relationships, but kind of like relationships that have gone in a different direction and that I'm not happy about or sad about. I have to really just give it to the universe and be like, it's okay. Um, maybe one day we'll heal. Maybe we won't. Um, but again, in, in the words of the great, I love you, but go, you know? Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for the astrology portion. Astrology. Again, my top three or my big three are Pisces rising, Aries moon and sun, Mercury cancer. No, no. Mercury, Mercury Pisces, Mars cancer. It's so funny. Every time Maya says, and now for my top three, and then she ends up telling you six of her placements. Well, <laughs> because, listen, if we're and talking. my Venus and my Jupiter. And also, you're like, you said top three. Sorry, I didn't mention my Venus. My Venus is also Aries. <laughs> well, this is important for those who are really into astrology. Like, if we're talking about conflict, like Mercury is communication. Mars is conflict. Yes. Um it's good to just <laughs> give people the rundown. Yes, absolutely. I agree. I am, I actually, the only thing I know is my maybe top, I know my top three and maybe my Venus, but I'm a Virgo double Scorpio and my Venus is in Virgo as well. Beautiful. So my butthole is always tight. Okay. Well, yeah, good, I would agree on that. That's a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree on that. Leave my butthole alone. Okay. So Best zodiac signs to have your back during difficult times. This is kind of like a grab bag because it definitely depends on all of their placements. But if we're just talking general of our experiences, what would you say, Curly? Wow. Way to throw me the ball. Um, (laughs) Best zodiac signs to have your back during difficult times. I find that I feel like I am always in love with Aries. Like I'm super kind of biased. I like a lot of the most beautiful people in my life who have taught me to kind of not only be okay with the emotion and the passion behind whatever I'm dealing with, but also the, uh, the swiftness of being like, but let's keep going. Let's keep trailblazing Aries and Pisces. I feel Pisces are like just, they got, they have the knowledge that you're like, thank you, Pisces. You're welcome. Um, I'm glad that you gave the recognition uh, <laughs> I always do. that I deserve. You do. I always do. You do. <laughs> For me, honestly, I would have to say Aries also and Pisces. <laughs> but to have your back, like if we're talking about loyalty, yeah, like any fire sign, Sagittarius, for me, they have my back. And they understand. And they're also like, like, I love the carefree energy of like, it doesn't matter. Like, it is not as intense as it seems. Mm -hmm. Like, not gaslighting me, but just kind of like, I know it feels very heavy right now, but it won't matter soon. Yes. They allow me to just let it go. Yes. And Virgos are also like, I just, I love how Virgos are able to process whatever situation I just told them about with like a friend breakup. And they're able to immediately spit out like a plan mm-hmm. or like, oh, I understand. Like, this is what it sounds like they're X, Y, and Z, like very matter of fact. Yes, I agree. I also always say that if you're looking for someone that can slice and dice and kill for you, that's probably your Scorpio and your Capricorn friend. Yeah. Send them. They'll slice and dice for you. Yes. A loyal Scorpio and a Capricorn, they'll fucking like, 
they will They'll slash yep. some tires. And man, if they don't like you, they don't like they you. They don't like you. <laughs> and it's okay. I'm sending love and peace and love and sparkles. Yes, absolutely. Also, Cancers, shout out to the Cancers. They'll hug you and love you and maybe cancers. bake you something. Oh, I love that. Well, that concludes the astrology portion of this podcast. Well, Maya, what did we learn today? We learned that cut off everyone you know and yeah. burn it all down. Burn it all. Spoken like a true Aries. <laughs> <laughs> we learned that it is okay to not have closure. And sometimes you just outgrow people and that is okay as well. And just to have compassion for those who are still on their own healing journey. And if they want to come back, they can come back. But make sure that they've learned what they need to learn. Okay? Yes, absolutely. I I feel like, much like the great drag queen Coco Peru said, that in order for your rose bush to grow big and strong, you have to prune it. And sometimes that means pruning some people from your life so that you can be a strong rose bush. Also, the word bush is kind of dirty always, no matter what you're using it for. Bush. 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 Also, this is a Coco Peru stand podcast. I guess. Live for Coco, Queen Coco Peru. And also, it is inevitable. It will happen. There is nothing wrong with it. You will grow. You will keep growing. And you can find me on every single social media platform at Maya in the moment. M-A-Y-A in the moment. Alrighty, Maya, how do you plead? Like this. Oh, please, oh, please listen to the next episode of our podcast. <laughs> yes, and come back. And thank you so much for hanging with us at the Super Secret Bestie Club. And please hit us up on social media to suggest other topics and just talk to us, please. Yes, this is our club. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to join in. Let's chat it up. The Super Secret Bestie Club podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.